Well, you've probably heard your share of home improvement horror stories, shoddy work, missed deadlines, cost overruns, and no-show home improvement contractors. And maybe you've already lived through that contractor hell, but you don't need to. Reference checking is the ball game. Read our 10 questions to ask a contractor's previous customers when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now, 888-MONEYPIT. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. you got a question about your home improvement project, need some help solving the do-it-yourself dilemma, pick up the phone right now and call us, 888-666-3974. So, Leslie, as a father of three, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Dads need no more ties for Father's Day. <laughs> We love them. They're cute. We don't need ties. We don't need mugs. What about a T-shirt that says "World's Best Dad"? Well, that's okay. I have one of those, and I do I'm cherish sure you it. do. <laughs> I do with the three little cute handprints of my kitties on it. But what they definitely need, and what they won't return, what they will definitely use with love, thinking of the children that gave it to them, is power tools. Yeah, and actually, power tools make a great gift for any handy dad. And there are some new tools out there that pack more power than even ever before. So they're more important as a gift than ever. So dear old dad can take on projects that can bring a little added bonus to their houses. You know, return on investment. Yeah, it's also a good family activity. We built a shed, my son and I, with some uh, battery-operated power tools. And mind you, I figured out when I was all done, I could have bought the shed three times over prefabricated with the cost of doing this but it was but the but the experience of doing this was absolutely irreplaceable so tools are always a good thing for uh, a father's day gift for your dad that's right that's why this hour we're going to talk about projects and tools and including how to find those tools to fit any budget so stay with us and if your dad or mom or any other relative for any reason or even the pet around the house has a question about home improvement or even a repair question you can give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT the operators are standing by all the time we never let them go home 888-666-3974 and if you get on the air today we might choose you to win our Vigoro prize package $50 worth of lawn care products including weed and feed, plant food, and grass seeds. So call us right now, 888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's our first caller? Marty in Florida is looking to expand her living space out of doors, and you want to add a deck. Where do you start? Hopefully we can help you. What's on your mind? Well, I'm interested in adding a wooden deck to the back of our Florida room, and my husband's not convinced that that's a good feature, um, that, that that's not an a item that would sell uh, when we get ready to sell our home in the future, but I'm wondering how much value it does add to a home. Adding a deck? Yes. Oh, it adds tremendous value. Um, you know, Remodeling Online does a cost versus value survey every year 
where they look at projects and try to figure out what the turn on investment is. And DEX usually fare pretty well. In fact, I don't think it was this year, but but last year, I think the number was 102%, which basically means you get all your money back when it came time to sell the house um, if you sold the house within a year of completing the deck, which is how they do their, their standard. But generally, a deck is a great investment, and it's a, a very inexpensive way of, of increasing your outdoor living space. And uh, lastly, we've seen a lot of that. We were at the National Hardware Show not too long ago, and they had an entire uh, convention hall just uh, dedicated to lawn and garden and outdoor rooms and things like that. People are really going crazy. You know, it's a hot topic right now. And I think because people are over expanding and outgrowing the indoor spaces and they're just looking to enjoy the outdoors in the same way that they would indoors. We're seeing weatherproof carpeting and weatherproof lighting, like a lamp, a table lamp that you can leave outside and advancements in outdoor fabrics and even materials that furnitures are being made out of, you know, a synthetic wicker that you can just leave out there and forget about. So I think I think it's nice and I think it really encourages people to want to look into your house a little bit more if they see that you've gone that extra step and created a, an exterior room, if you want to call it that. And I think if you even thought about using a composite decking material rather than a pressure treated lumber, you'll tend to see that they wear better. They look fantastic, and they require far less maintenance. So I think that even ups the value a bunch more. Well, thank you. I I was going to ask about the composite material. And it doesn't have to be just gray. There's many companies, Veranda or Trex, that manufacture a composite decking that even have planks that look like exotic lumbers and in beautiful colors. So it doesn't just have to be the gray that you think it is. And you can even extend that to the railing system as well. Okay, Marty? Certainly. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Ron in Iowa has a question about wood flooring. What can we do for you? Okay. What I have is a wood laminate floor okay. in, in my basement, and I walk across it with my boots on or my socks on. When I go to turn a light switch on or touch anything metal, I get a heck of a static charge from it. Wow. Really? Uh, a big zap. Huh. And I'm an electrician, so I'm used to getting a big zap. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that well, I thought that static electricity built up more in carpet than it did in hard surfaces. Yeah, this is this is worse worse on the wood floor than wow. it is on on the carpets. Well, you need to ground yourself, man. Uh, that's what I'm doing when I hit the. Well, I would think when you have shoes on, this wouldn't happen. Yeah, I would think that your rubber soles on your boots would stop that from happening. I would think, and it, I mean, it's uh, the boots I have are uh, kind of like a red wing type of boot, and yeah, that's uh, a good boot. Yeah, good boot in. Boy, oh boy. You sure it's not just the electricity you're, you're, you've, you've collected through the day as you've worked uh, as an electrician? You know, it happens weekly that I get a, get a jolt, but wow, I mean, this is, this is I mean, it's, it's a good static charge. And it's, now, is it only when you hit the, uh, the light switch, or can you hit anything metal? No, you hit anything metal, the sink, anything, and hmm. a good jolt. And I'm not sure, you know, and I'm an electrician, and I'm, I'm not sure how to stop the... You know, it would be interesting. I wonder what would happen, Ron, if you ground your floor to your to your ground rod where your panel is. That's what I was thinking too. You know, really put was. a strap on it and see if that changes anything. And I can't imagine. And where is this room in your house? It's, the basement. it's in the basement. Yeah. The basement. And, uh, it's actually what? in the middle middle of the basement between two carpeted floors. So now, what is the moisture level in the basement? I'm thinking it must be pretty low. Because I've I've learned through, you know, doing some search on static shocks, because when I was a kid, I always tried to make getting shocks, you know, 
better so I could get my brothers and sisters. Um, so actually, if you have a drier space, if you find that it's not as humid as you'd like it to be, which is, you know, around 40 percent humidity, it tends to cause a lot more shocking. Yeah, that's a good point. You might want to try adding some humidification if you happen to be a particularly dry basement. But, I mean, in Iowa, usually that's not the problem. Normally you no, have No, usually it's the other way around. Yeah. Uh, evidently, it must be fairly dry. I haven't really ever tested it. So. Hmm. Well, we gave you a couple of ideas, grounding your floor or adding humidification adding to the humidity, basement. Adding humidity, put some moisturizer on your hands, because dryness really does help to conduct the shocking. So use some hand lotion. I'll try it all. Good luck. And heck, you know, grab the kids. Like, shock each other. Figure out how to tap that electricity and save some money on your on your bills. If it was only that easy. Ron, thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Jack in Florida is having a situation with the deck. What's happening? Hey, after the uh, uh, wear and tear that has occurred on my deck over a period of years, the, uh, the boards are uneven. Uh, they're not... E- you know, like a nice flat deck, they're they're coming up at the ends, or they're or they're one side is higher than the other. What can I do, short of replacing the entire board, to fix that? Is there anything I can do? That happens because um, you know the boards are cupping, and an easy way to fix that is to pull the board up and flip it over and put it back down again. Because that way it's that? crowning. Yeah, it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be crowning in the right direction. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is this deck um, screwed together or nailed together? Uh, a lot of it was nailed together. All right. Well, it doesn't matter because you're not going to see the holes. But what you want to do is you can use a, a nail remover. It's called a cat's paw. And a you basically, puller. yeah, cat's paw. And, and basically, you drive it in around the nail head and start pulling the board up. And after you get a few up, you can get a crowbar in there or a flat bar and lift it up, take the nails out, flip it upside down, and put it back down again with and the, this with time the you crown. Screws. Yeah, exactly. And this way with the crown facing down. And uh-huh. the, the underside of the deck board is probably going to be in perfect condition. It'll look great. I'll be darned. Well, that's <laughs> a simple solution to to terrible-looking problem. Well, we're sorry to disappoint you that there wasn't a more we complicated answer. Yeah, we're good at making things more complicated than they have to be. <laughs> uh, I, I do appreciate that. All right, Jack. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. All right, Money Pit listeners, what is better than a nice soak in the tub after a day of doing-it-yourself projects around the house? How about a nice soak in a hot tub or a spa? Mm, I love it. Well, having your own hot tub is very nice, but maintaining a hot tub or a spa can be tricky. If it's not done right, you could be at a serious health risk. Up next, some hot tips on how to maintain your hot tub. Father's Day is right around the corner, and tools, gadgets, and gift cards are at the top of Dad's wish list. According to a recent survey from a leading retailer, home improvement expert Tom Kreitler says that no matter what type of dad, there's a tool or new gadget out there for him. Dads love their toys, whether a gadget guru or the man who has everything. For the dad who's impressed by the latest and greatest in tools and design, the Dremel Stylus Cordless Rotary Tool is a fun addition to any toolkit. It's multi-purpose, and the ergonomic design makes this one of the best-looking and handiest tools for your home. And to help Dad relax from a rough day at work, Moen's new 7-inch rain shower with self-pressurizing Invigo rain spray. It's available at retailers nationwide, and it can provide pampering and relaxation. The shower head is easy to install and offers Dad an invigorating shower experience. No matter what you get Dad this Father's Day, make sure it comes from the heart and sealed with a hug. I'm Lee Shepard. Mold is in your house. Chances are it's breeding behind your walls. 
In fact, it's been estimated that 70% of all homes could have mold in their wall cavities, particularly when moisture is present. Fortunately, there's an ingenious new way to fight the problem. You see, until now, drywall had paper on both sides, and mold eats paper, which is why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor Plus from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper-faced drywall, Dens Armor Plus has glass mat facings on both sides, and no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you are building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor Plus. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. This spring, the wet look is in. For outdoor surfaces, that is. New Bear Wet Look Sealer gives surfaces a high-gloss, wet-look finish and protects against moisture, stains, and automotive chemicals. It can be used on interior or exterior pavers, concrete, unglazed tiles, brick, aggregate, natural stone, masonry, and stucco. Find it at the Home Depot or visit Bear, B-E-H-R dot com. And remember, when it comes to stains and finishes, there's good, better, and bare. Hello, this is Gary Sinise. The men and women in our military are on the front lines defending our freedom. They are working very hard to bring stability to some very dangerous places and to help make this a much safer world for all of us. But we can't take our heroes for granted. Americans everywhere are joining together to send an important message to those who proudly serve. For your service and sacrifice, your patriotism and devotion, America supports you. Visit americasupportsyou.mil and thank the troops for your freedom. Table saw. 18 volt drill driver. Eight piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With Ryobi, you can actually afford them. Ryobi Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. Ryobi. Exclusively at the Home Depot. This portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. You know, Tom, yes. you were talking about spas, and I think uh-huh. what's so fantastic about you know working on shows like While You're Out in Trading Spaces, I spend a lot of time in hotels, and being that I hate my own bathtub at home, I get the opportunity to go back to the hotel and soak in their hot tubs. But some of them are questionable. Well, especially in a public place like that, I think what many people don't realize it usually think of of hot anything mean warm as being <laughs> equatable to clean. A germ killer, but I think it harbors germ growth, doesn't well, it? Well, it does because there's a lot of plumbing internally to those hot tubs and those spas that have to be properly maintained. So if you guys have a hot tub, what you need to do is drag out the book that came with the hot tub. And I know, you know, this is not just about read the owner's manual. You don't, you don't need me to tell you that. But what you want to look for specifically is this. There's a desanitizing procedure that you have to go through. Usually there's certain chemicals. They're usually chlorine-based. And they have to be run through the plumbing system, all those hot water pipes that circulate the water around. Because what happens is bacteria lands in those pipes, and it sits in those pipes because they never really dry out. 
and the results can be really disgusting. So just remember that a hot tub has to be cleaned or it could make you really, really sick. You know, we had a friend that got very sick from a hot tub because it wasn't cleaned properly, and it's definitely something that needs to be done regularly. So drag out the dusty old owner's manual, find out what chemicals <laughs> are recommended for it. your yeah, what chemicals <laughs> are recommended for your spa and uh, go ahead and get it done. And if you can't find that manual, find out who the manufacturer is. I'm sure it says it right there on it. Call them up and ask them for their recommendations or even look it up online because you want to make sure you do it right for the exact pieces that you own. All right, folks. Well, if you want more tips in our next e-newsletter, we're going to have a whole bunch about hot tubs, including the three things every hot tub or spa owner should do before getting in the tub and the one thing that you have to do right after you get out. So sign up for our free e-newsletter right now at moneypit.com and get the answers to those tantalizing tips. 888-666-3974. Call us right now with your home improvement question. We'll toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat because they're giving away 50 bucks of Vigoro products to help you keep your lawn and your garden looking snappy all summer long. Call us right now, 888-666-3974. Richard in Delaware's got some mold on the roof. It might actually be moss, but why don't you tell us about it, Richard? Hi. Um, yeah, I have a uh, white shingle uh, asphalt roof, and um, I have these black streaks, and they're, they're maybe about uh, 12, 14 inches wide, and they're it's only on one side of my house, though, but it, it, I was... Is it the north side? The north side, exactly, and um, I, I went into uh, a, a local store, and they told me, I, I thought there was something that I could spray on it to, to, to get it off, and there's nothing... Nothing I can spray on it. They told me it's mold, and I was surprised to even know that. It's probably not mold, Richard. It's as Leslie said, it's probably moss. And moss will adhere. It's you know, the plant growth, the little seedlings that are out there basically stick to the roof and they start to grow, and that's what forms um, those those the staining on the shingles. Um, there are cleaning solutions that you can use for that. It's a bit of a tricky job only because the roof is, you know, up high and it's it's pitched, so you have to be careful about Yeah, what have you to use make to, sure you really feel comfortable up there. Yeah, what you wash oh, yeah. it down with. Mm-hmm. One thing that you could use is a product by Zinzer called Jomax, J O M A X, which is is a uh, solution that you mix with bleach and does a good job cleaning. And once you get the roof cleaned, and you can do it, you know, by hand with a scrub brush if you can reach it, or with a pressure washer set very gently so you don't like blast the shingles off. But right. here's a little trick mm-hmm. of the trade: after you get it clean, what you might want to do is take a strip of copper flashing and put it across the entire ridge, the entire cap of the roof. What that does is it causes, once the water, the rainwater hits it, it releases some of that copper, and that becomes sort of a natural mildecide that goes down the roof and keeps it clean. Tom, so is nickel a, also another option? Yeah, yes, yes. And in fact, you can buy nickel ridge vents and copper ridge vents too, or you can just buy the metal itself and just tack it up there um, along the, the peak of the roof so that the water and the rainwater hits it and just washes right down. And, it, you know, if you're wondering how this works, um, next time you're buying one of these copper-flashed chimneys, um, take a look at the shingles underneath the, that copper flashing. You'll notice they're the cleanest shingles on the roof because the water hits the copper, it releases some of the copper, it runs down the roof, and it cleans it. So, Richard, we hope that helps you out and leaves your roof sparkly clean. Thanks again for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Beth and George is up next, and she finds the Money Pit on the Discovery Radio Network. And you've got a floor issue. What's happening? 
Well, uh, my husband and I just moved into a new house, and we have linoleum floors in the kitchen, and we noticed a tear in a pretty high-traffic area, and we'd like to figure out how to repair it that it'll hold until we can decide what kind of new floors we want to get. Yeah, you know, fixing tears in a linoleum is, is, is tough. There are glues that are available at flooring stores for this, but usually what happens is a little piece of the of the linoleum sticks up higher than the piece next to it, and then you catch it with your feet or with furniture and things like that. And if you cut it out, even if you have a perfect repair, and I've seen professional linoleum repairs where they're absolutely letter perfect, but still you end up having that seam that collects dirt in the seam. So I guess the question here is, Beth, is how long do you are you fixing to get by this with this linoleum being torn? I'd say at least six months. I don't see us changing the floors in, you know, in a new house in the first six months. Is it is a throw rug an option? Uh, could be, yeah. I mean, you know, if we could um, we could put a throw rug. We do have a dog who's pretty active and likes to slide around the floor. That's kind of an issue. Oh, so you could easily cut his paw. So is there some? Are there some glues that could hold it down so that if we wanted to put a throw rug over it or something that could um, hold that piece down? Yeah, but it's called repair adhesive and it's available at most hardware stores. The secret to making this work though is to first of all clean the surface as best you can, work the adhesive under the entire space, and then wait it for about 24 hours as it's drying. So it really holds that seam as flat as absolutely possible. And then once it's dry, you know, if you want to add a throw rug over it just to keep the direct traffic off of it, with all of those things that you're doing, you should be able to buy yourself that six months you need to pick to uh, to get to putting that new floor down. Okay. And then get one of those anti-skid mats so that your dog doesn't come flying in and skid across that rug. Exactly. Well, thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. I love the show. You're welcome, Beth. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Dale in Virginia's next. Who finds the Money Pit on WJFK Free FM? And you've got a question about geothermal heat pumps. What can we do for you? Well, I'm in the process of building a house. Uh, just kind of started, and we're at a point where we need to select, you know, regular heat pump or geothermal. And I've you know heard all the claims, and I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are on the uh, efficiency and if they're really worth it, you know, to put one in. Do you have the option to uh, put oil or gas in? I can put gas. Uh, oil is really kind of a, I'm not real fond of the thought of oil, and I've had All right, gas. So what you're gas. really comparing here, Dale, is, is gas heat, natural gas heat to geothermal heat pumps? Yeah, either that or just a regular heat pump. Right, regular electric heat pump. Well, I would suggest that if you have the ability to put natural gas in, that you definitely put natural gas in over any electrical system for heating your home, whether it's geothermal or a straight a resistance heat pump, because I think that natural gas is going to be less expensive, even though it's perhaps a little more pricey this past year. Electric is run, always going to be pricey. Yeah, and the other thing about geothermal is that you've got this big loop of pipe that has to go through the soil, and while the piping materials themselves are, are warranted for a long time, generally it's only the material, not the labor, which of course is the biggest part of the repair. And so for those reasons, I think that my choice is would be if I had all the fuel choices lined up, I would put in a gas system first, followed by oil, followed by propane, followed by geothermal, followed by regular heat pump. Wow. I'd put them in that order. <laughs> okay. All right, Dale. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Attention children, if you're listening right now, I have enough ties, I have enough coffee mugs. <laughs> 
for Father's Day. So please ask mom to take you to the Home Improvement Center and buy me some power tools. That's right, Kreitler children. Stay away from the radio. Get mom. Go to the store. And if you don't know what to get, get a gift card. Get gift cards. Power tools are a good gift. In fact, they're a great gift for any dad in your life. So coming up, we're going to tell you how to find the right tools that will fit any budget, along with some cool do-it-yourself projects that you can do with your kids. So you've got a tool and a memory. It's a win-win situation, folks. You live in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Metal Roofing Alliance. We call metal roofing investment-grade roofing because in your lifetime, a metal roof will save you money and add value to your home. To find a Metal Roofing Alliance contractor or to learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit www.metalroofing.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Well, if you are thinking about putting together a tool collection and wondering what the essential tools that you might need are, what tools can give you the most ability to do the, the, the biggest number of projects, our next guest is an expert on that topic. Her name is Angie Shelton. She's a director of marketing for Ryobi Power Tools, sold at Home Depot. Angie, um, I noticed that Power Tools today are coming out in different sets of, of combo kits and things of this nature. You guys must do a lot of research on what people really need to get the, the most uh, out of their Power Tools. Where do you think a good place is to start? I think that anybody that's looking to start out, if you've got somebody that's just starting out, uh, the number one tool, hands down, in our research, of course, is the cordless drill. Well, there's so many things you can accomplish from just hanging something to completely building something. Absolutely. So the cordless drill is absolutely the jumping off point. Another great tool is the circular saw. It's just a great versatile tool for, you know, any type of outdoor projects. If you're doing decking, if you're doing framing, if you're doing, you know, anything starting out like that rough cutting, it's a great tool to have. Uh, so those are those are our top two by far. So, Angie, with a OnePlus system, can you use the same battery across many different tools? Yes, you can, Tom. We have a whole lineup of uh, tools that you can use the OnePlus battery across the entire lineup. And, the, Angie, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the charging technology has kind of really advanced as well. So instead of having a plethora of batteries, especially with your OnePlus system, you can probably just get away with two. That's exactly right, Leslie. The, the benefit of the OnePlus, you know, it, it, the, the charges, the battery technology like you're talking about has come so far it takes much less time to charge up the battery. The battery stays charged longer. And another benefit of our 18-volt system is that if you've got a Ryobi tool that you purchased five years ago, that brand-new battery is going to work just as well with that old tool. It's not a different size. Uh, it still runs that tool. Or if you've got... Um, you know, a new battery, or if you get, you know, you can retrofit those easily. We don't, we don't obsolete our own tools. We're talking to Angie Shelton. She's the director of marketing for Ryobi Power Tools. Um, so, Angie, you say that your research shows that the cord, the cordless drill is, is certainly the number one uh, place to start if you if you don't have tools and you're putting together. Followed by the circular saw. Do you also research what projects people are doing most commonly uh, for the DIYers that are out there? You know what? We, we get all types. I mean, I think that with the information that we get, the most common types are, you know, building a deck, 
that's a pretty common one. Um, you know, they want to they want to build a storage unit to go in their garage, or they want to put shelves up to go in their garage. Um, those are kind of the most common projects. And then you have kind of the household chore projects, if you will, like myself, who's maybe hanging pictures or putting up curtains. You know, chair railing, very very common project that a DIYer will tackle. You know, it's so funny when you start working on any sort of carpentry project and your power driver, your drill, you, I always go to that first and I always think to myself, what would I have done building all of these projects if I still had to just use hand-powered tools? You wouldn't be getting quite as much done. Exactly. (laughs) That's so true. And it would be much more frustrating, I'm quite sure. (laughs) (laughs) So what's new to the OnePlus system coming out? Well, we've got a, we've got uh, our newest tool that we've got coming out on the OnePlus is the 18-volt uh, hand planer, the OnePlus 18-volt hand planer. Um, that's going to that's gonna be out less than $70. It's a great addition to your OnePlus system. And then we've got some really, really cool things coming out between July and December that are kind of an extension of the OnePlus family, but uh, that that most of our our users would find helpful around the house or outdoors, and I, it's kind of a I'm kind of trying to whet your appetite because we but can't, you can't tell us. I can't tell you yet. <laughs> That's but you're going to love it. It's a great addition to our OnePlus lineup. What a tease you are, Andy Shelton from Ryobi. Thanks for stopping by the Money Pit and sharing some great Father's Day tool ideas. Ideas for great projects, great tools, and great memories that you can build with your kids. If you want more information, you can go to their website at ryobitools.com. Well, are you ready to plant the garden of your dreams? Up next, we'll give you the dirt on where to start. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. Oh, honey, the heat ruined my hairdo. Not the heat, it's the humidity. My scrapbook, too. These pages are soggy. Not the heat, it's the humidity. But we have central air. I turned it up so high, I'm freezing. Why do I still feel so clammy? Why does everything smell musty in this hot weather? Not the heat, it's the humidity. He's right, it's the humidity that adds the swelter to steamy summer heat. What can you do about it? Remove it with an April Air whole home dehumidifier. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. Visit AprilAir.com. Father's Day is right around the corner, and tools, gadgets, and gift cards are at the top of Dad's wish list. According to a recent survey from a leading retailer, home improvement expert Tom Kreitler says that no matter what type of dad, there's a tool or new gadget out there for him. Dads love their toys, whether a gadget guru or the man who has everything. For the dad who's impressed by the latest and greatest in tools and design, the Dremel Stylus Cordless Rotary Tool is a fun addition to any toolkit. It's multi-purpose, and the ergonomic design makes this one of the best-looking and handiest tools for your home. And to help dad relax from a rough day at work, Moen's new 7-inch rain shower with self-pressurizing Invigo rain spray. It's available at retailers nationwide, and it can provide pampering and relaxation. The shower head is easy to install and offers Dad an invigorating shower experience. No matter what you get Dad this Father's Day, make sure it comes from the heart and sealed with a hug. I'm Lee Shepard. So I finally found the perfect house for you. Isn't it cute? Hardwood floors, remodeled kitchen, and look at that metal roof. Gee. <laughs> a metal roof? 
It looks so natural. It's gorgeous. Wow. Plus, metal roofing increases the value of your home and can reduce energy costs. Impressive. Now, about the kitchen. It's also maintenance-free and stands up to hail, high winds, and wildfires. So, ready to make an offer? Well, we'd like to look inside first. Oh, <laughs> really? Why? People who know about metal roofing love metal roofing. We call it investment-grade roofing because it adds value to your home and pays for itself many times over. In addition, it's built to endure for decades. To learn more, visit metalroofing.com. Did you know that you can qualify for a federal tax credit of up to $500 when you buy an Energy Star metal roof? It's one more reason to consider durable and beautiful investment-grade metal roofing. For details or to find a contractor in your area, log on to metalroofing.com. This portion of the Money Pit was brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. one 888 Pit is the phone number, 888-666-3974. We like to give the digits because it's hard to look up those little digits <laughs> on the phone. And, you know and what? some phones don't list them. You're right, because where were we last week? where I needed to look at your phone to see what the and letters like, were. why do you want to use my phone? Because I have a BlackBerry, <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't have the ABC over the one and stuff like that, so I well, couldn't figure out. Well, that's because the one doesn't have any letters. Two I know. Two starts the alphabet. <laughs> oh, see, or whatever. It didn't have it over the two. See, I don't even know that because it's been so long since I had a traditional phone. Well, see, and my problem is whenever I text message somebody, the seven is the... PQRS, and I right. always forget that they actually include the Q because I'm like, who needs the Q? So every time <laughs> I text, everything is like, instead of an S, it's an R. So it's like, <laughs> you're one letter off the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> well, you don't have to be one letter off your home improvement projects. If you call us at 888 Pit, we are standing by and waiting to help you. Such as this tip your flower garden, it can be a bloom or a bust but you need to keep these things in mind. The seeds are actually less expensive, but it can take several seasons for perennials to reach their potential. Transplants cost a bit more, but provide instant results. But if you choose transplants, space the plants at least a foot apart so they can stretch out as they grow. That's Tom's gardening tip for today. It looks stark in the beginning, but they fill in quickly. So give them the space that they need. And we really want to help you get your garden off on the right foot. And we've got a great prize this hour. It's from our friends at Vigoro. It's worth about $50, and it's an entire kit that has self-repairing grass seed, weed and feed, all-purpose plant food. It's really everything to just tackle about every situation you might have in your garden, and we promise it will be beautiful. So call in now at 888-MONEY-PIT to be eligible to win. 888-666-3974. And if you ever want to see who's winning all of these cool prizes, all you got to do is log on to our website at moneypit.com, where new winners are added every single week. Next up from California is Kevin, who finds the money put on the quake, and you've got a crawl space situation. What's going on? Well, I've um, I noticed that there's a, a kind of a dampness under the crawl space that doesn't go away during the year. The house does have downspouts. I've listened to your show many times, and I know the first question is, <laughs> are there downspouts? Uh, so, yeah, it does have downspouts, and, uh, but the crawl space just seems moist. And so, like, where I pick up some whiffs of... Uh, through the vents and stuff that are under the house, whatever, I can, I can occasionally smell some of that wetness. 
Okay. Yeah, you know, that wet smell that kind of comes up from underneath the house. And I'm just, I'm just wondering what I, what I should do. All right, a couple of things, Kevin. Of course, you, you, you know from listening to the show that we always recommend good grading and drainage, so that's making sure the soil is sloping away from the walls and the downspouts are extended out away from the house. you got that covered. So let's look inside the crawl space. Do you have a vapor barrier down across the surface of the floor? No, that's one of the things I was thinking about putting down. Yeah, I would get, I would put a vapor barrier down. You want to put uh, that down with as few seams as possible across the entire dirt surface of the floor. And then if the moisture continues, there's one other thing that you can do, and that is that you could put a ventilation fan in that crawl space, mount it in the um, crawl space vents in the foundation wall, and have that wired to a humidistat. So it only comes on when it gets super damp in the crawl space and helps pull some dry air across the floor and evaporate any remaining moisture. But all of those things working together should do a good job of slowing down that humidity. So if I put the vapor barrier down and it's still a little moist underneath that, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Okay, okay, great. Yeah, that's okay. You know, I've crawled through crawl spaces on vapor barrier and had puddles of water underneath, and I don't get too worried about that as long as it's not a lot because it, what that vapor barrier is doing is it's basically stopping that vapor from evaporating up into the crawl space air zone and potentially causing mold and rot to form on the floor joists or getting the insulation wet, which makes it very ineffective. So that's the purpose of the vapor barrier. If you get a little water underneath it, I wouldn't sweat it. Okay, great. Yeah, because there's no pooling of water. It's just moist. Yeah, that's not so bad, Kevin. I think you're going to be okay with a vapor barrier. Great. Well, thanks. I love your guys' show. It's, it's really a, a lot of fun to listen to. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money pit Well, some ETs phone home, but this ET phoned the Money Pit from Tennessee, and what can we do for you? My daughter has uh, got some mold in her house. They had a uh, outside faucet that uh, actually, I think, exploded in the winter, and then they didn't realize it, so... It eventually soaked under the house pretty good, and it's just a crawl space, so it's dirt, you know. Uh, okay. And I was just wondering what the best way, I was thinking about crawling up in there with bleach, you know, with uh, like, uh, I've got a yard sprayer where you can set so many teaspoons per gallon and that kind of thing. Right. And I just wondered if that would be a solution to that problem. Well, a pest management professional can spray something down there called T-Bor, T-I-B-O-R, that's often used to combat um, mold growths that have uh, attached themselves to, uh, to the wood framing and crawl spaces. Or you could use a bleach solution, but you have to be very careful because, you know, you're going to have a lot of mold spores in the air, and you start blowing that stuff around, E.T., you, you might find yourself breathing some of it, which couldn't be, wouldn't be very, very pleasant. The good news about any type of moisture or mold growth or decay or rot, which is what you're really guarding against, here with all that lumber is that when you take the moisture uh, source away, it stops growing. You're only going to get uh, decay when the moisture source in the lumber gets above 25%. So as long as that broken hose bib has been fixed, um, then you're probably okay as long as you keep that moisture down. Do you know that there's a decay problem down there right now? Do you see something? No, I, no, I don't think there's a decay problem. I was concerned with the mold, and it's strictly conjecture at this point because I haven't really crawled up in there and looked. But all right, well then I wouldn't worry too much about it. Just get it fixed. Take all of the normal steps to t control moisture in a crawl space. Make sure you have a vapor barrier down. Make sure your drainage is set right at the foundation perimeter, and make sure that the the downspouts are clean and extended out away from the wall. I wouldn't go down there and start messing with bleach or any type of chemicals unless I knew I had a problem. But by the way, when you get down there, when you do get down there. I'll give you a home inspector's trick of the trade. Take a, a screwdriver, a pretty pretty long screwdriver, straight screwdriver, and poke and prod the floor joists right above the damp area and check them for decay because they could look perfect from the outside, but I've had situations where I've stuck a right screwdriver through right through them, almost lost my balance. Yeah, and if that's the case, then you have to repair them, usually by sistering them with a good floor joist right next to the bad one, okay? 
Okay, well, listen, I appreciate so much. Thank you. You're welcome, E.T. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Do you think he grew up with a lot of jokes about E.T. phone home? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Poor guy. <laughs> or his kids gave it to him real bad. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for calling us at 888 Pit. Do you have a home improvement question? Pick up the phone and dial in right now, 888-666-3974. Russell's next up on the Money Pit from Ohio, and you've got a question about your chimney. What's going on? What I have is I have some moss growing on the shingles around the chimney. On the, like I, I think it's on the north side of the chimney. And the other problem with the chimney is some of the mortar between the bricks looks like um, like water may have gotten behind it, froze it out, broke it out. I was wondering if that mortar is a job that I can handle myself, or do I need to get a pro to re-tuck point that? You know, chimneys sticking up off the roof there into the environment do really take a lot of abuse. So the things that you're talking about here, uh, Russ, are not unusual. Um, it definitely is a totally a do-it-yourself job. What you need to do is well, this. Well, as long as you feel comfortable up on the roof. Well, good point. You need to get up there and, and scrape out the loose mortar. Now, if, if the bricks are coming loose, you're going to have to make a judgment as to how comfortable you, you feel taking apart part of this chimney. But you simply mix up a new mortar mix. You can buy some Quickrete at the store, pre-mixed mortar, add some water, and go ahead just put that back together. You want the consistency of peanut butter. Yes, the consistency of Don't peanut butter. Don't make it too runny. Not the consistency of jelly, the consistency of <laughs> peanut butter. Now, in terms of the moss that's growing around the shingles, what you want to use there is a, is a bleach solution, some water and bleach, and spray it on there, let it sit, and then scrub it away. That's very common to grow Especially on, on the, the north, north side. On the north side, exactly. Oh, okay. And that, uh, that quick read, is that just the regular stuff I'd use to patch my driveway or a particular... Well, it's a, it's a different formulation. The mortar formulation might be different than the concrete formulation. Usually the stuff that's used for driveways has an, an epoxy component to it, which makes it stickier. Oh, okay. So you want to buy the mortar mix. The mortar mix, okay. Okay? All right, thank you. You're welcome, Russ. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit 888-666-3974. So has a furry friend made himself at home in your house? It is a common problem for many homeowners. That's right. Coming up, how to keep those critters away the humane way. And check this out, Leslie. We're going to read a rare piece of hate email from a dissatisfied oh, listener. I hate which them. I think we should happily toss the topic of this email to the jury of our audience for a decision as to whether or not we owe an apology. Coming up. Because we'll give one. If we do, next. You live in a money pit. The Money Pit is sponsored by The Home Depot, with a guaranteed low price and the know-how to make every dollar work harder. You can do it. We can help. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is one eight 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 money pit Leslie, let's jump right into the email bag. All right, here's one from Clayton in Alabama who writes, I have critters, in quotes, crawling in my walls and in the space between the ceiling and roof. It's probably squirrels and it might be rats. We see no sign of them indoors. And what's a pretty good method to get rid of them without stinky poison? Please help. 
Well, a couple of things. First of all, a have a heart trap works very well if it is a squirrel. And you can trap them safely and then re- remember to check Drop the trap. Drop them at your neighbor's house. And pull it outside. The other thing is if there's a place you think you're, they're getting in and out of your house, you want to put what's called a one-way door in, which is basically a flap on the outside of the hole where they're getting in and out of that basically opens when they go out, but it makes it hard for them to get back in. And the other thing to throw around an attic, which is very helpful, is mothballs. It does a good job of scaring away those critters. And it helps preserve your clothes, so it's two in one, really. There you go. All right, here is our promised hate mail. It's from John (laughs) W., and he writes, I am sick and tired of journalists writing authoritatively on home improvement. Your answer about basement waterproofing could not be more wrong. Yes, good drainage and downspouts are the first line of defense, but that is not the whole solution. There are many factors involved. In older homes, the traditional exterior tar-based waterproofing has worn off a allowing water to absorb into the walls and leak into the house. It also allows water to build up and under the floor, creating hydrostatic pressure, which causes the water to come in. There are tens of thousands of people who depend upon sump pumps, drain tiles inside the footer, waterproofing paint inside the walls, cutting weep holes in the bottom block, and installing false hollow baseboards to trap water and drain it into the sump pump. John says how utterly, completely arrogant of you to slam legitimate waterproofing contractors. There are dangers to untreated water problems. Well, John, we would agree that there are dangers to untreated waterproofing problems. However, uh, and I might add, you sign your your letter as an award-winning and published contractor with a list of satisfied customers over the years, including, what a surprise, basement waterproofing. The truth is that most of the time, the severe uh, repairs, such as, drilling open foundation walls and um, breaking open floors and putting drain tile systems are generally not needed. You can solve most waterproofing problems simply by improving the grading and the drainage at the foundation perimeter of your house. Extend your your gutters, extend your downspouts, clean them out, and make sure the soil slopes away from the wall. In my experience, 20 years of solving water infiltration problems as a home inspector, that is what I've found to work time and time and time again. And I've rarely seen a case where an underground drainage system, a subsurface drainage system, is completely necessary. All right, folks, let us know how you feel. You can email us or you can call us at 888-MONEYPIT. We're anxious to hear what you think. All right, Money Pit listeners, we are just about out of time. But before we go, it's time once again for Leslie's Last Word. All right, here's a quick design tip that can change your bedroom for less than $50. That's right, 50 bucks or less. Your bedroom is your sanctuary, so you should decorate it that way, folks. Make it your haven. Take that TV out, put in a reading chair, relax, unwind. Use soft and neutral tones for a soothing atmosphere. Try to use lots of fabrics, double up on your curtains, and add lots of extra pillows on your bed. Just make it look lush and comfy and cozy. And remember, folks, that fabric absorbs sand. So it'll help you keep the noises out from the outside and help keep it nice and quiet so you get a beautiful and restful sleep. Make those bedrooms lovely, folks. Coming up next week on The Money Pit, does your house remind you of a famous abode? Perhaps your house looks a little bit like Monticello or the Biltmore. Well, Fine Home Building Magazine was wondering that, and they've come up with a list of the 25 most important house designs in America. Find out which one your house might take after next week on The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.